Alright guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. This week we got the Masters, that's right, it's finally here. We got Major Golf back, pretty pumped up for it, and with the Masters we kind of know exactly what to expect, although it is being played in the fall now, so it is going to play a little bit different. It does kind of suck that some of the top players in the world aren't here. You got Victor Hovland, Daniel Berger, Harris English, those guys would have been some stud plays. We're also going to be without uh, Sergio Garcia, he's out, and Joaquin Neiman, he's also out. They both had, you know, COVID cases, but still. It's pretty pumped up. There's some players in some nice spots here this week, and, you know, it could be a really solid PGA DFS week. So, you know, needless to say, let's get into the picks for this week. All right, guys, so getting to the key stats for this week, it's the Masters. We do know kind of what the key stats are. It hasn't really changed all too much, although Bryson's trying to make it change. We'll see about that. But for the most part, we know that to look at strokes and approach. Um, if you want to look at greens and regulation, you can. That typically is a stat that I like to look at for a made cut. But how this event typically plays is that you really don't have to worry about making the cut. It typically plays like a no-cut event. Um, so I want to look at guys that can go out and score, guys that have that upside. So we're going to be looking at Strohskin Approach instead. Total driving, ball striking as always. You can look at Strohskin T to green, although that's going to be more of a secondary stat for me. We'll be looking at bogey avoidance this week and also par 5 scoring. Obviously, if you combine those two, par 5 scoring and bogey avoidance, if they're doing well in both of those, that's going to lead to a made cut, and also it's going to lead to them scoring and possibly getting a top 10 for you. Moving on to recent form, Dustin Johnson has been insane. Tony Finau, John Rahm, and Xander. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are in some great form. The problem this week is that all the top players are the – ones that are priced up the highest. All the ones that are in the best form are priced up the highest. So this week is difficult because we're going to be paying up for studs as we should, but we're not going to have as solid of value plays as we typically do. So that is what makes this week interesting. Then just looking at course history, Dustin Johnson and Roy, both the top dogs for course history over the last four years. Jordan Spieth following them up. That's like the first time I've mentioned Jordan Spieth in years, guys. Like, <laughs> At least it seems like it. At least a year. So kind of interesting to see Jordan Spieth up there. And then Tony Finau as well. Uh, two top 10 finishes in a row here. Uh, been looking good at this course. Been looking good recently. So he's going to be a play that I kind of get on a little bit this week. But let's get into the core plays this week. I'm excited. You're excited. Let's get into it. All right, guys. So on the high end, it's really going to be deciding what we want to go with here. Are we going to go with Bryson, JT, and John Rahm, or DJ? You know, for me... I think I'm just going to roll with DJ the most, honestly. Just in tremendous recent form. I really don't remember the last time we saw a guy look this good. Um, T12, T2, first, second, first, T6, T2. Absolutely phenomenal recent form. You look at recent form rank, he ranks number one in that. Course history rank, he ranks number one in that. And then stat-wise, yes, he's like T25. And that's mostly just because he had been playing in some tougher events. You know, the U.S. Open obviously is what's skewing the stats the most there. And then just the Houston Open, that played a little bit more difficult than kind of we were projecting. But course history-wise, second, tenth, fourth. You know, Dustin Johnson, he should go out and dominate this course. And for me, the only reason I'd pay up for Bryson or John Rahm is if I think they're going to win. So if you think that Bryson's going to win, yeah, sure, go up and pay up for him. Top ten play, top five play, actually. And then John Rahm is actually ranking out as the top play on the board. Um, ninth play finish last year. And a fourth place finish the year before that. That's solid. Uh, top 10 in total driving, ball striking, strokes gain total. Top 15 in total putting, bogey avoidance, strokes gain to the green. Um, top 20 par 5 score. Has no weaknesses in this game. He's made the last 12 cuts. Uh, John Rahm is just a phenomenal play this week. So, you know, you could even go John Rahm and DJ and, you know, be sitting pretty well. 
I just can't pay up for Bryson at that price point. You look at his course history here too, at 38th and the 21st finish, that's not the best. Although, if he is able to bomb and gouge this golf course like he's trying to do, he could do it. I just, it worries me as a play. He has to pretty much get a victory to pay off that price point, just given how good the rest of the plays are in that price point range. And then Xander, I think a lot of people are going to end up on Xander in cash. So his first year that he played this, he had a 50th finish, not good. Then last year, he had a second-place finish, was able to you know come out and play some really good golf. Look at his recent form. It's been very solid. So after the CJ Cup, after his kind of choke job, we were off of him at the Zozo. Didn't really want to play him because you didn't know exactly how he would respond, although he went out and played well there. He's been playing great golf for a while now. So um, if you want to go up, up and pay for Xander, you could probably start out a lot of your cash builds with Xander and feel perfectly good with it. Um, Colin Morikawa, Terrell Hatton, both great plays. Both going to be good fits for this course although i really don't like their course history the player that i like the most in this price point range and i'm probably going to start out most of my builds with is going to be webb simpson fifth place finish here the year before that 12th miscut and uh 29th finish it's great now as a top 10 play at this price point to kind of be securing a made cut i mean look at that recent form guys absolutely phenomenal recent form webb simpson just at this price point is just going to be too tough to pass up on talk about security in a play and talk about upside in a play that's Webb Simpson at this price point. So I absolutely love it. Going to be playing him a ton. Then after that, you know, Patrick Reed, I'm perfectly fine with. I hate that, you know, I feel obligated to talk Tiger. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? Tiger Woods here. Put it in the comment section. What are your expectations with Tiger Woods this week? It's a course that he's obviously excelled at. This is a course where course history probably matters the most out of any course on tour. So a guy that won it last year and obviously has a ton of success here has been playing great golf. So I don't know. I'm curious to see what you guys are going to try to do <laughs> with Tiger Woods this week. Put that in the comment section below. Uh, can't really. I don't think I'm going to pay up for him at that high tier price point because we have some elite plays here in the mid tier. So we'll start off with Tony Finau. So Tony Finau, I absolutely love as a play. This guy is due. What is he going to put it together to get a win? Uh, a lot of people say he's not clutch and whatnot. What's the point of playing him if he's not going to win? The point of playing him is that he had a fifth place finish here last year, a 10th place finish the year before that. He's been in some great recent form. Yes, he choked on Sunday at the Houston Open, but still not bad. Top 25 finish and then, you know, been solid before that. So Tony Finau grading out as a top five play this week. Um, top 10 staff fit, top five in the model. So Tony Finau at this price point, I just absolutely love. It's going to be tough for me to pass up on. Hideki, yes, we always worry about Hideki's putter, but he's been playing some great golf um, pretty much since almost the PGA Championship. His game really started to come around. Yes, he missed the cut at the Shriners, that minus five. That was an insane tournament where everyone played well. Can't really knock him for that. So Hideki at this price point, I just, I like it a ton. You look at his course history, 32nd, 19th, 11th, and then 7th. Doesn't grade out the best, only top 30, but I like his cut likelihood, and because of that, I'm going to be playing him a decent amount. Going lower, I really don't know what you guys should do with Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, uh, Paul Casey, Louis Oosthuizen, or Scotty Scheffler. All decent plays. The gut play for me this week is actually going to be Matthew Fitzpatrick. So for him, four straight make cuts at this course. He did have a top 10 finish. Um, Great now is a top 20 play. Really doesn't have any weaknesses in this game, which we do like to see, but no true strength. So kind of just a consistent player. Obviously, if he gets hot with the putter, he's one of the better putters on the tour. If not the best, it's kind of up to you guys what you decide there. But Matthew Fitzpatrick, it's just at this price point where there's not that many quality plays below kind of the 8.5 range. 
Matthew Fitzpatrick makes a ton of sense for a guy that should make the cut. Um, he's kind of checking all the boxes as well, so I really like him as a play. And then after that, we start to get some riskier plays. So Abraham Answer doesn't have any course history here, but he's grading out otherwise as a top 10 play. If he had some course history with some made cuts here, he'd probably be a top 5 play. Great price point. The recent form could be better, um, but he did make the cut at both uh, majors, so I expect him to make the cut, given his stat fit as well. He should be in line for a great week this week. Uh, Cameron Smith as well. So course history has been kind of strange with Cameron Smith. 51st, 5th, and 55th finish. Okay, kind of a mixed bag there, but we what we do like is that recent form. A 4th, 11th, uh, T24, T40 at the U.S. Open. That was solid. Made the cut at the PGA Championship. So he's been playing pretty well in some higher quality tournaments, uh, higher caliber fields. So uh, Cameron Smith at 7.3 just... That's the price point I don't think I can really pass up. I'm definitely going to have some exposure to him this week. And then we get a little bit lower now. So Jason Kokrak, been a stud. He might be chalky, and if he is, I might decide to fade him. This is like the only week where if there's a low price point value play that I actually care about ownership a little bit, it doesn't really matter that much. If you know Jason Kokrak makes the cap, he's going to be a fine play anyways. Recent form has been solid. T17 first. Missed cut at the Shriners, but he shot minus six. <laughs> Great week there for him, actually. You know, he missed the cut by one. He shot minus six. That's not bad. U.S. Open T-17, BMW Championship T-16. The guy has been playing great golf recently, and that's 7 k That's just the price point that I don't really get. Now, yes, he's not the best at fit, but he ranks out top 30 in my model this week. So for a guy this low price to be ranked top 30, I like that a ton. Ian Poulter is another play right around him that I don't mind. Pull him up here. So Ian Poulter is an interesting play. Um, good course history, 12th year last year, and then two made cuts. Um, been playing solid recent golf, but was horrible at the U.S. Open. Decent at the PGA Championship. I don't know. I, I just think that Ian Poulter's a smart golfer. I think I'd rather play him in cash than Jason Kolkrak, but just he should be a play that makes the cut. And at this price point, if you get a made cut, I'm perfectly fine with that. Then we'll dip down into the value tier here. There are some kind of standout value plays. Kind of surprised me that they were value plays. Pulling up Sebastian Munoz. Mr. Fall Golf. Sebastian Munoz. So no course history here, but he is ranking out as a top 20 staff fit and a top 25 play according to my model this week. That points to Sebastian Munoz probably having a good week this week. T14 at the Zozo. Ninth at the CJ Cup. The guy is kind of just always underpriced. Uh, played well at the Shriners. Played well at Sanderson Farms. Made the U.S. Open cut. And um, before the PJ Championship, or after the PJ Championship, had been making a ton of cuts as well. So to get a guy that's made nine straight cuts in a row and has flashed some upside, especially in the fall, we know he's a fall golfer. I kind of like him at this price point. Worth the risk <laughs> as a value play. Then we can go a little bit lower as well. Um, Lanto Griffin, I'm fine with. That makes sense. But JT Poston here, 6.3 for JT Poston. Kind of catching my eye. T20 at the Houston Open. Didn't play well at the Shadow Creek. When a golfer plays poorly at, at a no-cut event, I mean, he shot a 78 on round one. You don't really know what their mentality was going into that, so I, I'm not saying you should write it off, but take it with a grain of salt. You know, you don't really know what his mindset was going into that. Um, played well at the Shriners. Played well at the Sanderson Farms. Did miss the cut at the U.S. Open. Played horribly there. And then he played horribly at the PGA Championship but made the cut. And I think his major 
recent major finishes is why he's priced this low because he's a guy that does rank out um, as a top 40 play which for his price point that's absolutely phenomenal i do like that a ton so um jt post at this price point is intriguing now let's not go crazy with it i think the fair and balanced approach is going to be the way that you want to go this week but if you end up on him it does make sense to me all right that's all i have for you guys this week if you enjoyed the video please give me a like and subscribe i do appreciate that and as always guys let's keep cashing oh i shouldn't tell you guys about the nine to five membership it's kind of the best kept secret in pga dfs it's not so much a secret anymore people are starting to realize people are starting to notice but anyways it's ten dollars a month you guys get a pga stat sheet pga cheat sheet the write-up top value plays in the industry i'm sorry I'm, I'm calling it out i'm calling my shot people come here to nine to five for the value plays it's kind of a well-known fact for people that have been following nine to five so hope you guys give a look it is ten dollars a month best value in pga dfs so give it a look if not just give me a like and subscribe i do appreciate that and as always guys Let's keep cashing.